Hello, my name's Gizzy Erskine. And I'm Sydney Lima, and this is Sex Live and DM Slides. Where we invite our celebrity friends to dive deep into their DM boxes to see what terrors lurk within. We'll be chatting about online trolls, online dating, perverted proposals, and why everyone's so weird on social media. Sex and Lies and DM Slides. Welcome back to another episode of Sex Lies and DM Slides with your hosts, Gizzy Erskine. <laughs> and Sydney Lima. <laughs> I knew we'd you? merge into each other eventually. Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing, Giz? Good, actually. Yeah, feeling pretty good. What's been going on with you this week? So I've discovered hinge dating. Oh, really? Okay, so I've the thing is with hinge is that you can't see people's full names. Mm-hmm. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. So what I've then tried to do is do reverse image search on people's photos. Right, okay. So basically, (laughs) so I've screenshotted people's photos and put it on Google image search. Uh, So if you you don't know how you do this, it's it's reverse image searching. So it basically tries to find that image online elsewhere. Yeah. Um, It hasn't quite worked. So what were you hoping to find? I was trying to find, like, I don't know, I guess I was trying to find their MySpaces. MySpaces? I was just trying to find some, like, proof of their existence and their last name so I could stalk them more intensely. So you can't you can't do the stalking? That's no. pointless. So you've got to, like, I actually got to start speaking to them before I can find out anything else about them, which maybe is a good thing. So you see this person mm. on Hinge or on mm. a dating site, and then you need to try, sort of go into the backtrack. What else are you trying to find out? You want to see? I, well, they, they're quite limited in what they tell you on Hinge. So they don't, I, I just need their last name, Gizzy. I need their last name. <laughs> I need to find the LinkedIn. I need to know what the fuck's going on. I mean, I guess that's a protection thing, isn't it? They're not putting that out there. Cause... Yeah, but everywhere else does, don't they? I don't know, because I've never really used them before. I don't know what they normally And do. Did they not link up to their social media? Like No, some, they can opt out. Oh, and some people just don't say what they do for work. Oh, but isn't that really sketchy? Does that not mean that people could be, could be having affairs or living under aliases? Exactly. Exactly. I'm just trying to find out if they're married for fuck's sake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what what else can you find out normally? So like if they want if they drink or not, if they do drugs or not. So it tells you all that. Or not. Yeah, you can opt in for that. Some people say where they've like you can tell if they've got an Australian accent or not, which is always handy. I just think, like I wanted to I don't know, I wanted to find their Instagram. That's quite bad though, isn't it? I just because I, I like the other day I met someone through someone and then they sh- they told and I was like, Oh, they're fit. It was really nice lighting and then they gave me their Instagram and I was like, Oh, they're not very fit anymore. <laughs> their Instagram was quite lame. <laughs> anyway, so I didn't reply to his messages. Isn't that what it is, though? You're shopping for someone, essentially. Yeah. It's a really dark way of looking at it, but you're sort of going like, oh, I wouldn't wear that dress, wouldn't yeah. wear that one. Oh, that looks like it might fit nicely. So, yeah, I haven't had much luck. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd like to call through my, my message oh, yes, that please. I got. We've sort of been asking people to get in contact, mm-hmm. and somebody actually got in contact this week, which I haven't... Finally! I haven't, yeah, finally. <laughs> with, with something fairly interesting. So... It's uh, from James. I won't say his last name. I've just listened to episode one and I could have taken notes. It's so funny and informative. As someone who has slid into your DMs, to hear you talk about some of my fetishes was a massive turn on. Also hearing... (laughs) 
<laughs> also hearing you say things like Willie, an arsehole, was incredible. Really hope I don't sound too weird. Can't wait for the next episode. And did I hear that you've been to a fetish club? And sploshing. It's so much fun. It's been so long since I've done it, but I'm really tempted today. <laughs> now I've heard you talk about it. Lol. Also love the story at the start with the fin dom. I wish I earned enough to do that. I'm skint. Even <laughs> I even think of giving it to women, but um, I've been submissive with a few mi- women in the past. You'd make a fantastic dom. That's so nice. <laughs> That's very nice. Do you think he's gonna from hearing this episode, he's now gonna be like furiously wanking over it? Oh, I mean, Willie, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> um, no, it's funny. Anyway, without I'm not gonna say without further ado. You're gonna do it. Time. Do no, it. I'm not, say it again. Do it. <laughs> I'll say it instead. <laughs> without further it. ado, uh, here's Lee Teasel. Lou Teasdale, thank you so much for coming on the show. You're welcome. Hi. So how would you describe your job, firstly? Oh, I hate this question. (laughs) It's so annoying. (laughs) Well, I don't really have any shame in saying I'm an influencer, but people really roll their eyes at that. It's a bit like, ugh to the influencers but that is kind of what I do now like I was hair and makeup first mm. so right let's go back to the beginning yeah. so you're you, you I mean even when we were chatting um on whatsapp we were talking about what you do and you're like I'm a hairdresser <laughs> um but obviously that I don't some people may not even know you as being a hairdresser because they would see you as an influencer so yeah. tell, tell us about the history of how you got to where you got well, I was makeup first, mm-hmm. and um, I used to work for quite a big hairdresser. They would always use makeup assistants so that they could take on jobs doing both. And I was assisting a male hairdresser who did male barbering, specialised in men. He did a lot of the boy bands, on that kind of thing, on shoots and stuff. And he used to work on X Factor, so I worked on X Factor basically um, when I was an assistant. So it all started from there, really. Then I would meet a lot of the acts go and do a lot of promo and stuff um but usually with that show like by the time the next year came around then the who you're working with probably wasn't a big deal anymore so you would just go back to the show whereas with one direction they went huge so i just stayed with them and i had my little girl and stuff like that and they really looked after us so that it just kind of went from there and like i say up until with three or four years ago now i was still working for them but it just kind of ended up being a lot more of the Instagram stuff. I really actually enjoyed it more than doing hair. It was a lot more lucrative. Yeah. I'd built my following as big as I could. Um, me and my sister had an agency, so we used to manage um, some other influencers. So we did all of that with Bleach and then Tenologist. And so you just en- we've just ended up doing a lot more like brand work and stuff instead of standing doing hair as much anymore. I love how you're being so blasé about this. <laughs> like uh, Bleach is probably one of the um, <laughs> biggest, most progressive uh, yeah. sort of makeup and hair companies yeah. in the world now. Well, Bleach was like super disruptive on social media as well. And I remember like Sharmadine had started Wire Nails um, and that was huge on Tumblr. Do you remember Tumblr? Yeah. And was just trying to look at what was taking off there and trying to sort of show the more corporate brands like, look, this is what's going on and we can kind of help you with all of that stuff. And I suppose we've just sort of built our business around that. So how did it get to the point that you were kind of touring with One Direction and then had millions of Instagram followers? The thing with One Direction is 
they were like the hugest ever boy band and i think that what happened was was when they started instagram kind of started and it really was there was like so many parallels and so sort of supported and each it, other yeah and like they were kind of growing with that but they were also growing these platforms because it really was they sort of pioneered how you use that to make people really, really obsessed with you. Mm. Um, and, and it's really controlled now at Instagram. And when I work with artists now, they're really controlled of what they post. The teams are all very controlled with what they post. And um, you have to be very respectful and professional with it. And, you know, confidentiality and everything's embargoed. And whereas when it first came out, it was really authentic because, mm. you know, we would just po- I would just post the lads and they would just post whatever like none of them really post like that anymore but they they did back then and so you know it was just relative where their followers were 20 million mm. then mine were kind of one mm. because it was just everybody who was interested in them were interested in their team they were interested in their girlfriends they were interested in mm. you know their sisters like well, I guess it's like the first sort of constantly moving fanzine isn't yeah, it yeah yeah so you, and you get to be so in, invested in someone's life because I was used to be obsessed with Hanson oh my god <laughs> you're you the only person no <laughs> Hanson were great kids I yeah. still go and see them every time because they were they're basically not boring and yeah. Hanson no. babe Honestly, I was so obsessed with them. And I used to say to Harry, I was like, Taylor Hansen, you know like what them girls are like about you? Uh, that Taylor Hansen was that, was that for me. So, <laughs> Have you ever slid in, in 21's DMs for I'm, sexy time? I can't believe I just said sexy time. I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that never happened. That, yeah. do, don't we all do that? I don't know. I feel like I... Have you, have you? I don't know. No, I, d- I have kind of said, "Oh hi," if someone's followed me. That I, I just do a hi. Yeah, yeah. I just go in with a hi and then just leave it there and then leave it to them. Do you, as someone with like a huge following, do you feel that that helps you then get more noticed from signing to people's DMs? Because then, if you if you've got a blue tick, you yeah. can then approach other blue tickers. It must make them more interested. Yeah, I mean, it's it's only puts you into a club. It's like we're private members yeah, club. Yeah, yeah. But then it doesn't mean anything anymore because no, I ev- just saw like, I don't know. Somewhere... I mean, hey, our producer's got a blue tick. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're just giving them out left, right and centre. Um, do you know what I find really frustrating recently though? It's like, I've, I've, I've said just, it's a lot of deception with, obviously it's very obvious, there's a lot of deception with social media. But everyone like, more than most, basically I think loads of people have had Botox basically recently like and they just they put on Instagram that they've like just had a facial, but they've all gone and done Botox. They had Botox, but I just think it's how like, do you know that people because, have done because, that? Because because who they're tagging? <laughs> because they're tagging. They're tagging at like, yeah. aesthetics. People, no, but my, but my aesthetics saying... person is doesn't. I don't have Botox, and I have a, my facial done by an aesthetics person. But no, but loads of models do it, and they, they all lie and they say they haven't had any work done. It's just really frustrating because then maybe everyone they haven't that, had any work. They done. have. I know they oh, have. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But like, do you think like Instagram makes you kind of want to have surgery in that way? Because like, all with the filters and stuff like that, yeah. like people don't really know what they look like anymore. I definitely never worried too much about what I looked like, and then this happened, and now I do. Mm. And I've had a, a few things done. I ended up having my nose done. I've had my teeth done. I was just, I can't stop looking at my teeth. They are absolutely yeah, he's done them really good. <laughs> Yeah. They are literally yeah. the best teeth I've He's ever seen. Really it was so amazing. And and yeah, because when you know, when you're going on trips or whatever and they're taking pictures of you that you can't edit yourself or anything like that, 
and that's just it that's what you look like and you do start picking out these sort of imperfections or things like that and I do think that it definitely comes with that you know it definitely but you're quite honest if anyone asks you you tell them don't you it's like or do you like I... to have some secrets about what you do no I'm, su- I'm super honest about it but I wouldn't advertise having something like that done either mm. um, if someone asks me I'll be honest about it I wouldn't lie about it because I think that a lot of people have it done and sometimes they want to talk to somebody who's had it done because it's quite reassuring when you're having something like it done. It's quite scary if you never had it done before to talk to somebody about, you know, things to think about. But a lot of my followers are very young, so I try not to, um, like, market it as how you get a certain look or whatever because there's just a, a level of responsibility that comes with having young female followers do you, do you think that there is um, a trend within your um, group of influencer, your influencer friend circle, that that ev- everyone is feeling the same and having similar minor surgeries or, or larger ones? Or yeah, not? well, I, I think, I mean, I think beauty as a whole um, was becoming, there were a lot of trends that were a lot of that, a lot of that, a lot of that hair tan lips lashes like it was all becoming more and more and more and it was as if like the more the better especially with younger girls who like might struggle to rein it in because when you start having it done you're like well I like that that looks better and then you have a bit more and then a bit more and it's very very addictive and I actually think that um the beauty industry was then sort of supplying that demand um but I think that what's happened this year it's shit for the beauty industry because a lot of people in beauty aren't working but I think that a lot of people have almost had to like have a full reset on everything and take it all off Mm. and be natural for a little bit right I see which I I kind of think people like needed to Mm. needed to do that like just take it all off and start from scratch and I I haven't had any fillers all year um I haven't had them since about November last year and I I mean I, I can still tell my lips are still bigger so I wouldn't have needed it when I was probably gonna go and have it. Right. But I would just it's a it's an addiction yeah. and you're feeding something. And I think that having to learn to do a couple of bits yourself and having to take everything off is I think that's quite healthy. And I th- it's almost like everyone's been forced to do it. I think the beauty industry is gonna suffer massively. Um and I know a lot of beauty technicians who aren't working, it's very stressful. Um, it would be really interesting, pe- though, wouldn't it? If COVID kind of created a more natural, well, I think body that it has. Or like, yeah. yeah, that's. That I think that it really... has because everything was just consumption, and yeah. I think it's the same with travel. So, you know, we were used to being able to go where we want when we want, even if we were travelling every week to a different country, which actually is crazy mm. and we shouldn't be traveling like that yeah we interviewed ruby rex a while back and she has gone to university to study uh mindfulness and that's kind of her mo right now and she's really doing quite powerful things with it um and part of her thing is that we should be all taking time away from social media because it is genuinely damaging for us yeah i mean i do so i like just every now and again i've got a daughter so i'll be conscious about screen time with her and obviously, you know, social media is like my fun and my work and, you know, so I kind of I will be on it way too much. And I know I am. Um, so I feel like, you know, just every now and again, if we're going away to something nice, I'll just sort of say no funds. Um, and 
like I say, it's just about recognising that, you know, like it's exactly the same as a drug addiction or an alcohol addiction. It's not about not doing anything. It's about moderation and about keeping healthy head on. Um, you know, if something's stressing you about stressing you out, do something about it. So when it's stressing me out, then I just have a, a little a little detox. From do, you, it. do you know how? To, I mean, I can't. I mean, that's I teach me how you do that because I well, you don't look at to not look at it. Yeah, I can't do it. You Even see, now, it sort of burns a hole in my brain. I'm it's not really too bad. bad with looking at it, like scrolling. I'm more because I'm constantly thinking about posting what I'm doing. Mm. So I have to tell myself to switch off from bothering with showing what I'm doing, mm. which I don't really struggle too much to do that. I, that's just in, in here, like I do, like naturally, if I'm doing something cute with looks, I want to show what we're doing. And, mm. and I kind of realise I don't need to do that, mm. you know, but... I mean, in lockdown, posted absolutely loads. And I, I would always sort of do one post a day max. I would never just post all day. And in lockdown, we just I just was like, whatever, I'm just going to post whatever. Yeah. And I, I ended up getting an extra like half a million followers in lockdown. So it's actually was worth it. Yeah, right. so I was kind of like, but then you can sort of like, okay, okay I need to post more, you yeah. know? So then you can, but I can, I can recognise that in myself. It's just about moderation. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. Relax. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, Gift Mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. So DM time. Yeah, should I DM my yep. sugar daddy or what? Yeah, yeah so come, tell, <laughs> us, tell us need, what happens to you in your DMs. We need to get him to reply, so we may as well send something over. So what kind of DMs do you normally get? So because I have loads of followers they are really like i mean there's a load of rubbish in there i never really look at the directs so the ones that aren't from people i follow so, you know, let's open some of those ones yeah. up. They're the, they're the <laughs> well to be honest i just have millions of girls that still are asking me about louis and harry being gay really? <laughs> like why do people think they gay? say I don't know where it came from. <laughs> I do not know where it came from, but it's still very, very, like, apparent in my DMs that it's just such a huge thing. I, like, it's just, they're called Larrys. What's a Larry? A Larry is someone who, like, buys into that conspiracy theory that they're a couple and everything else has oh. been set up to cover it up. One of the, one of the things that we, we were speaking about, which we haven't actually covered on this, was um, fan fiction. So is it that kind of thing? 
where people make up stories about well, them. Well, but it's not fi- it, well, I mean, it is fictional, <laughs> but it's, it's they believe that we, like me, management, ev- the fake girlfriends, that, you know, it's all a plot to cover it up. When did this all start? When did they start the Larry? From, like, very be- early on, One Direction. Really? And, and it's so still consumes... that they're together? Or that they're both gay in separate relationships? No, that they're together, but it's all covered up. So sometimes I'll be, like, at Soho Farmhouse, and then my brother-in-law was away with Harry, and then Louis's girlfriend posted at Soho Farmhouse a couple of days before. We weren't all together. (laughs) We just weren't all together. just happened to be in the same place. Yeah, he the, like Tomo was with him, but also and he they're was, mates. And like, it, does it matter? Yeah, but then it was just all of these things that I'm getting tagged in. Like <gasps> we figured it out, and then they it is honestly it's crazy. Like the the things that they come up with. Isn't it kind of fun though? Like keep them along for the ride. <laughs> just to... well, kind of. But we're kind of ten years later. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> I'm like so like sometimes I'll do a live. So I'll do an Instagram live for like a brand. And I've got to talk about a hair tool. Yeah. And what I'll do is I'll, like, touch my face. And one of them will write really quick, touch your face if flower is real. <gasps> and then they screenshot it. And then they've got... Then they think they've got their proof. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> Very creative. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, is it uh, some sexual fantasy for these girls? I, I, I don't know. I don't know what, what, it, what it stems from. Are there loads of photos that people have, like, kind like of read manips. into? Like manips where they fake the pictures. Okay. So they'll do a manip of like Selena with Harry and make it look like a real picture that oh, as a couple kind of. And does thing. that hit the news? Like, does that eventually go no. into the news? So too, it's just too badly It's just Instagram. <laughs> just Instagram. Some of them are very well done though. Like some of these kids could get really good jobs. But, yeah. I'm just replying to this sugar daddy yeah, one. On, so that, what, because what, what we, uh, it would be great if we could get him chatting. Yep. Go on. So what did he say? He's for hello, how are you doing today? I am John T from Pennsylvania. I hope you're good. Nice meeting you. Your profile hits home with me. I like that you seem relaxed and very open. If you not mind, would you like to be my sugar baby? Hoping to hear from you soon. So I've put hi, kiss, what are you offering? <laughs> then we'll just see if he replies. I've still not been asked for a sh- to be someone's sugar daddy. My Amy, who I've bought with me, who I yeah. work with, she gets loads. Really? Yeah, she always replies to them to ask what's been put on the table. And does do they ever get proper offers, or is it just she a bit She gets of some cheap? quite good offers. She's not going to take it. She's just like, it's just for the laugh. What's the maddest stuff that happens then, beyond the One Direction stuff? Well, I mean, it's just men, isn't it? So it's like, I do think there is like a bit of a thing going on with the blue ticks. Like, they just going with it and it's a bit of a are you dtf but <laughs> really without literally. saying that no it's not as literal as that but you generally can if you want to have sex probably go and meet someone off towie quite quickly i kind of yeah i won't I, I, I wish i was single now just to know this it to like, that's not, what you have to yeah someone messaged have you, you been from, messaging anyone from towie or vice versa loads of them you've been messaging them well, not this year. <laughs> who, have you, who have you been messaging? Have in the past. I'm not saying... <laughs> there is a little world going on and it's quite easy mm. to go and meet someone mm. from Instagram. And have you used any of the other apps? Um, I've been on a couple of Hinge dates. Do, would you put, like, what's the difference for you? Um, 
I mean, it's kind of the same idea, isn't it? But, I mean, on Raya, you feel like it's people you already know. Like, mm. I always connect with people I already know a little yeah. bit. So it's really easy to start chatting. It's like, oh, they're single at the moment. They've gone on Raya. And yeah. It yeah. goes further. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Hinge, I feel like it's people that are quite in a bit of a different world. So they're quite interesting, a bit more interested in what we do. But I generally find don't connect as well when it comes to meeting up. I mean, I generally find just talking on Instagram better. Is easier. Better for dating. I go meet more blokes that way. You might be taking leaves out of your books. (laughs) Even like my housemate, I literally, she's going on about some guy and I'm like, just slide in. (laughs) Just put, and I'll take it off her and just send to the high. And has it worked every time? Every time. 100% success rate. Yeah. This is great. They always reply. I feel like I'm, I'm going to live vicariously through you and do exactly this. <laughs> do you think anyone from One Direction's ever used Instagram as a dating tool? Yeah, I'd be pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes, so like, I've been talking to a guy. One Direction fans, they start chatting to the guys I'm talking to. That's so awkward. Imagine, yeah. like, within or, like five minutes of like starting to like someone and getting to know someone. Yeah, like, so what they do is they make... to my existence. The, the fans make like fake fan accounts but they'll put like at Lutisdale private it's as if I've got a private account and then I'll be talking to a guy and then I'm like why is he following that that's not me Mm. and then she's there writing all like writing god knows what and I I get scared that she's dming them as as me writing whatever and they start following back and everything chatting away thinking it's me has it and ever they're saying neg- whatever, like, completely killing my game. Has it ever had a negative impact in that you think they a guy hasn't clocked it and then they've thought... It could have actually- done. It could be happening all over. This might be why I'm single. <laughs> how am I to know? So how was it touring with One Direction? Well, I was actually pregnant when I met them. So I'm, I wasn't that rock and roll at the time but they were super cute like they did have like a little cot bedroom on the bus and stuff like we got treated really good um yeah Yeah, because they they took you in like family those yeah and that and and it was that kind of tour and like quite a lot of tours are like that actually like it does feel like a family and i think it was quite nice for everyone for her to be there and like it feel like makes it feel like home a little bit um but yeah, we were super lucky and like, I mean, at the time it felt very stressful and I obviously, then she would grow up a little bit. So then I started leaving her little bits and stuff. And so I would want to get home a lot. But when I look back now, it was obviously really, really fun. Um, and we just saw loads of the world. I was and, just going to say, you must have gone all, all around yeah, the world. Yeah. Um, that was when I did actually stop drinking as well. So I don't drink. And I think like, it was such a big part of like, working with men like it's such a male dominated industry and like trying to be a woman you know and taken seriously getting paid as much as some of you know my male colleagues mm. um is quite difficult um and I do think that like you know I kind of didn't party too much with them and get involved too much in that side of it because you know some of the women did and then you know you would end up did, yeah. did anyone like did anyone was there like if you're going away working with people does everyone just end up kind of getting with each other well yeah <laughs> so that was the thing for me it was kind of like you know i was with them from like very like right in the beginning and right to the end and i think like you kind of can't sleep with them 
yeah it's like it's quite important to keep in your job yeah. and i think there's some people would come in and like you know like assistance and stuff and i think like they would really think they were gonna you know fall in love and actually yeah it was love and obviously it's not yeah and it's just the quickest way to lose your job yeah then like they've got a new girlfriend and she's there and they don't want you in the room you know yeah, yeah, so it was like I, I wasn't did you have too... to be counseling quite a lot of people throughout it or were you just well that's it like that's what hairdressers are isn't it yeah. like <laughs> with therapists and they tell you their side because they know that the next one's coming in and they want them to know your side and then they're going to say their side and then you do end up getting involved because you care about them mm. and you want it sorted and being mediator and stuff like that I would always end up gossiping everything and you know they'll say well don't tell anyone I was like well don't tell us then because you know I end up telling everybody like just don't tell me if you don't want everyone to know and then I would kind of think well they must want everyone to know otherwise they wouldn't tell me <laughs> so they're saying they don't want anyone to know but they actually just want everyone to know <laughs> so did everyone know each other's business went on tour yes yeah everyone but it was like any jobs like that yeah. isn't it it's like working in the office Everyone ends up either yeah, falling out totally. or sleeping or, together yeah, or, or both. <laughs> yeah, or both. Everyone knows everybody's shit. Like, it's just how it is. But it was, I mean, the, again, they're a lot younger than me. So we'd be on a friendship level. Did you ever date any of them? No. No, never. Yeah. I mean, I was in a relationship with somebody on the tour. So yeah. I was with Lux's dad in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and then I met my ex boyfriend who was the, he built the stage. Right. So my I had a boyfriend on crew, so I was having a love affair full of drama. Anyway, but, the but best. it wasn't with anyone <laughs> exciting. But it was just full of drama. But the, you know, there's obviously like all the blocks behind the scenes. Not to us, who's on the stage and who's not doesn't really make too much difference. It's kind of who you've got a connection with, and um, so yeah, it was obviously all going on, and everyone would end up in tears, and you know, <laughs> what 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 kind of drama happened on tour? Oh god, I don't know what I can say. <laughs> I know. Like... Obviously fucking loads. <laughs> yeah. You just can't really say if it involves any other celebrities yeah, or exactly. drugs. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> so it's back to the box. Back to I mean, he's just not telling me what he's offering. My sugar daddy. Recently I've been doing some like instagram takeovers because yeah. it's been black history month and so i wanted to just do the lend the platform thing i thought it was a really cool idea um, and i just had a few people that i've been working with recently that are like have kind of like suggested doing something together so i was just like you know there was a couple of like model girls that used to work for the bleach and they're really cool sisters and i always try and support them and encourage them and like if they have contracts i like, help them with it and things like that so i'm like you know here's the password it's yours for the day post what you want get paid like just it's yours have it just don't read my dms <laughs> <laughs> we won't we won't but you know full well that someone's logged in <laughs> and that they're getting the same thing pop up at their screen and i'm kind of like oh did, so sorry did... about that one yeah like uh -oh. so there have been some quite embarrassing ones from some like probably d -less celebrities 
Yeah, some like famous Lotharios. Like, yeah, some famous Lotharios that just reply to stories and send things that they shouldn't send that you don't want someone else reading. Do you ever get any like weird like fetish things from people? I don't get too many weird men because I, loads of my followers are girls. Mm. So yeah, like sometimes I'll watch like Love Island just doing lives and whatever and they get really disgusting pervert stuff and I really mm. don't get that. Mm. Um, like I have a lot of mum followers that follow me because of my mum content and just it's makeup fans there was somebody in the press who ended up through her instagram getting into escorting do you think that that's something that people have to be concerned about i suppose so i suppose it's too the contact is super easy and i suppose it's quite dangerous it could be quite a dangerous situation i mean i'm such a like boring mum like as soon as i go meet any guy i send my live location thing which my mum has anyway like sometimes sometimes i'll go meet a guy and i'm like at his and my mum's like hey yep what are you doing? And I know, <laughs> no. I know that she's watching where I'm, she doesn't know where I am on Fine Friends, she doesn't know that place. I mean, I, I literally just don't know if anything's hide when it comes to stuff like that. I don't really care. God, if my mum had me on Fine My Friends, <laughs> it was fucking awful. I've had Sydney's mum call me at like four in the morning trying to find her. <laughs> <laughs> Your poor mum. I know, it's quite bad. <laughs> I have mostly British, but then America next. And then I have uh, yeah, I get a lot of married men sliding into my DMs. Do you? Yeah. yeah. I, always I can imagine them. they all fancy you. Do you? So I, I'll just say, oh, they, so I'll go through and if, they haven't, if they've got an open profile, I'll be like, oh, I can see you're married. I wonder if your wife would like to know that. And I'm going to screenshot it and post it. They're always like, there, and then I hope that they'll never do it again. I never have posted it. And their profile pictures of them and their wife. Yeah. Or even, some or of them even, are like, so naughty. Like, like yeah. you can see like that they've got girlfriends or some of them you've got public girlfriends and I know. they're go they're trying to like respond to all your stuff with the stupid phlegm thing and you're like <laughs> like come on this isn't cool i'm not oh, gonna that... speak to you i don't know like i've i've got male friends who i would do a flame to just because that's a nice thing to do am yeah, i being really if... ignorant is no, that like I code think... for i want to burn i think if someone's sending them to me and they don't know me then that's they a come on. They're letting you know. They're, it's a bit naughty, isn't it? That little reaction thing. Mm. Do, should we do another DM? He's not responded. Oh, that's so annoying. And now I'm going to have to talk to him later. For that <laughs> on that note. On that note. It's probably time to wrap up, sadly. Thank you so much for thank coming. You. Thanks yeah. for having me. Thank you very much it's for been an on. absolute joy. Really it's nice to hang out. It's really yeah, nice to hang out. I know. Now we're in a uh, bubble. We can all hang out again. <laughs> <laughs> We need to do, take some pictures for my Instagram. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks very much, Ellie. Bye. Thank you for listening to our Spotify original podcast, Sex Lies and DM Slides. Please follow us on Spotify and tell all your mates about it if you enjoyed it. And if you have any weird and wonderful Sex Lies and DM Slides stories of your own, do slide into our DMs at Sydney Lima and at Gizzy Erskine. No dick pics, please. Also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sex Lies DM Slides. This Spotify original podcast is a Hayden Prowse production edited by Steve Hankey with music by Free Seed Films. Our executive producers at Spotify are Rachel Simpson and Alexandra Aidey. 